Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Family Redefined. This is the third of an eight-part series. I don't always open up the message with a recap, as I know the messages can be heard more than once. But because this can be a sensitive issue for some of you, I want to be sure that I connect the now message with the previous one. So if you recall, I ended the last message by sharing, Now if they are not of God, why sweat it? Why get wrapped up in the turmoil of their lives? They spin around in wonderment and the temporary things of this world. And somewhere in their very selves, they want to be the God in and of themselves to themselves, answering to no one. But before being saved, we were the same. I then quoted Matthew 24:31 and Ephesians 1:5. Now in both scriptures above we see that this has been the plan from the beginning. All of us including Jesus were born into natural families, each building relationship with its members until such time that God's plan is activated for our life. All of a sudden, in the twinkling of an eye, we are adopted into another family through the authentically born again experience. And just like that, we have enemies of which some may come right out of our own household. You can see this exchange all over the Bible. Look, Ephesians 4, 23 through 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. This means you have a role in responding to your call and election. Don't keep acting as you once did before you were called out of this world. It is not a religious circus you got called into. It is also saying that there is a false righteousness and holiness of which the whole world lies under the sway of the author of that mess. 1 John 5.19 and John 8.44 Let's look at Romans 12.1-2 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You are different. When you go through the authentically born-again experience, you are adopted because you have become a new creation. You have a new set of eyes and a new set of ears. And you have the mind of Christ, or at least have that as an option. Like leather seats in your Corvette. If, and I say if, you be transformed by that mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 In 2 Corinthians 5.17 it states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ah, the new car smell. All things have become new. Wow, that language suggests all things have become new. Like, well, if I was born again. A kind of starting over, if you will but with new equipment, new potential, new purposes, and objectives. It's the blue pill experience, Neo experience. Is that air you're breathing? LOL. Look at how we now think, hear, and see on this earth, now that we have been adopted into a new family. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, Ken, are you saying that I am surrounded now by invisible stuff 
that I might see on occasion? Yes. New knowledge, wisdom, understanding, instruction, angels, demons, chariots of fire, anointing, and things such as these. Look at what happened in a couple of such events. And I'm not saying that they will happen to you, but for sure now, all things are possible. In 2 Kings 6, 15-17, it states, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Acts 12, 5-11 Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel, and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Acts eight twenty nine through 39 Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Star Trek or the Jeffersons had nothing on Thomas. What they did on their programming, Philip was already doing. Boink, gone. There are at least 78 more stories just like these in the Bible. But I wanted to just give you an idea of what the invisible world is doing while you were asleep. Well, so we part again. Until another such opportune time arranges itself with your schedule or you turn on your computer. 
I know you probably listen to these messages on your cell phones running marathons. That's all I've got. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact a kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe buttons. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.